Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking to the team behind the movie The Free Fall. We are by cast members Sean Ashmore and Andrea Londo, as well as director Adam Stilwell. And Adam, I wanted to start with you by talking about uh, Kent Harper's script for this and how you started working with that initially, because the film has a really strong visual style to it and aesthetic, and I was interested in what your process was when you initially took the script and started looking to a lot of the visual details that Kent had written into the script, but then also thinking about what you wanted to bring in as a filmmaker and as a director. Sure, yeah. So I uh, met Kent long ago. Um, and actually this, this, the original script was about, it was, a, it was more of a pilot TV episode and it was kind of halfway there. Um, and he had put it at the bottom of a pile of a bunch of his scripts and, um, uh, one of my colleagues found it and we were all friends and we read it and I was like, oh, we have to make this a feature. Um, so me and my friends developed it um, with his, um, you know, uh, and uh, and so, it, you know, it, it was, we, we did a lot of work to it. So we, it, it was always kind of in my mind we were able to craft what it looks like. And then when I, when I met with Jimmy Neist, our, our director of photography, um, one of the first big things that we talked about was, you know, the, the film has kind of a, a surreal otherworld nature to it at times. Do we, um, do we make it two different worlds or do we keep it, um, or do we keep it, to where you're not sure what's real and what's not. And it was always easy for me to keep to keep it kind of in that middle zone where mm -hmm. it's a timeless piece where you're not really sure when or where you are. So that was a very important, you know, first step in the visual aspect of it. And Andrea, for you, there's a very unique aspect in building a character who doesn't have any memory of who she is, but obviously that all still comes into play. You know, her family and who she was before still informs how she responds to the situations that she's placed against within the film. And so how did that make a unique aspect in terms of how you developed her as a character? Um, that's a really interesting question. No one's ever asked that. Um... I think it was less about knowing who she already was and like who she is in that like very exact moment. And I think um, like when you go through something super traumatic, like as a child, for example, like your brain just wants to block it out. And um, we can give spoilers, yes? Yeah. Okay, so like if, if you've been possessed, like I feel like the details of that um, are not something that your mind or your body are going to like very specifically remember. So I think, I think for her, it's just somebody that's very scared. Like, I think Adam and I discussed that, you know, like she's lost, I think both literally and, um, and also kind of metaphorically, you know what I mean? Like someone that tried to kill themselves, someone that's struggling mental health wise, and then you wake up and you don't remember anything. So it was just like this very kind of limbo, just like imagining somebody in like a very fragile and very scared state almost, you know, it's not, it's not so much that I, that I wanted her to be submissive or that Adam and I agreed that she, but it, it's like, she's meek because she's scared. It's like, almost like someone else, please tell me what to do. Someone else, please guide me. Someone else, please influence me because I don't really know what the hell is going on, like inside me and in this world that I just like woke up in. 
And Sean, with your character, I'm really interested in how you found the tone of your performance because it's ultimately on your character to create this real sense of everything being a little bit off kilter and to make the audience feel uneasy. Um, and so I was really interested in, in how you determined what tone that needed from you as a performer. Um, we played a, uh, played around a lot with that. And uh, you know, Adam can speak to that too, but I feel like when we, when we played scenes, we did, we tried different versions of them. The like this heightened, really bizarre version, the really low key natural version, and then something in between where, and I think that's where we kind of ended up where you're walking that fine line of being really unsure of what Nick's motivation is. And for me to, to try to keep that real and true, um, you know, I think an audience will feel a certain way about Nick when the film's done, but I approached it like he wasn't doing anything wrong. He was just trying to meet his needs, which to me is the most human thing um, that we can that we can do. Um, so I didn't try to judge him. I just tried to say like, what does Nick need? And, how, and, and that's really what it is. And again, that's to me the most human thing. We're all looking um, to, to fulfill what, what we need. Um, so yeah, it was sort of walking that fine line, that balance of, of you know, not knowing what Nick was about, you know, I think that's very, very important um, to be asking throughout uh, and allow Sarah to kind of, you know, find and solve this mystery for the audience. Yeah. And off the back of that, Adam, I'm interested in kind of how you initially perceived that character and in particular and working with Sean on, on those different options and those different potential tones for it, whether it was something that you really landed on the choice that you wanted to make in production or whether it was a lot about editing choices and post-production where you really found the tone that fit the best within the story. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised with, with Sean. Um, we, we figured it out right away. I think that's why I, I, we, you know, when I met with Sean, I was like, he's the guy like, cause he really understood um, every aspect and, and that was right from the beginning. And, and I feel like it, it's really, you know, there, there's, we could have played that character from, from here to here, but we were living like right here, I feel like, and there are very subtle changes, um, like, like he was saying um, in, you know, are you, are you this guy right now or are you this guy? And just, and, and, and there was, yeah, like, like Sean said, there were little tweaks like that, you know, but, the, the important thing that it was that it came from a really truthful place and that's what Sean really got and, and Andrea. And that's why I think, I think you get something that's beyond the level of, of just a, you know, an abusive or tough husband, you know, it's, 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 it, it's beyond that. He, uh, you know, we, we really came at every angle that every character was doing what they thought was best. And I think that's important. And then for you, Sean and Andrea, I was interested in hearing a little bit more about the way in which the two of you worked together to figure out kind of cohesively how you were bringing your performances together and what that dynamic between the two of them needed to be, because there's so many different layers and details that aren't revealed till later that you're kind of speaking to within your performances throughout the film. Well, Andrea, you and I didn't discuss a lot before we began, I don't think. I really think that we had big conversations with Adam and then we sort of stepped on set and were playing off each other. Like I remember the first scene that I shot, Andrea, I think you'd been working for a day or two. But I think a day, yeah. Yeah, so we yeah. kind of stepped in and it was sort of like, 
whoa, what's going to happen? Because the movie is about the two of us. And I was really excited. And I remember it was like a scene standing at a door. Um, and I just remember being on screen with you for the first time and being like in that proximity and just being like, oh, okay, so this is what it's going to be. And we, I, I felt that we were just sort of feeling each other out. And again, it's the whole movie is like a long conversation between these two. And they're both trying to sort of, the way that I looked at it is that Nick is just trying to get his point across. He's trying to convince Sarah of, of his truth. So I just kind of came in with a, a, like a very specific intent and a goal, but then just kind of flowed with whatever you were doing because it does change what you're trying to do. So for me, it was fun. It was just like, we get into these rehearsals. We didn't rehearse the scenes ahead of time. It's not like we had a long rehearsal process. So we just kind of showed up and started finding this stuff together which was really cool and I think it worked really well I agree I think um that was one of the funnest parts of it I think like finding the scene like it was just I mean it wasn't just us three but it was us three like talking and dissecting what we were gonna do and also it's interesting because I when you were talking Sean I was trying not to laugh because I, I remember that scene I remember that day and every time yeah. Adam yelled so I. I started laughing <laughs> because I was so nervous. Like I was really nervous. Um, and it, I think, I think it, I think it worked because I'm supposed to be a little scared of Sean. Um, just in like a, like not even in like an evil way, but like in a way where she's just like, I don't know who you are, you know, like, why are you so close to me? Like, okay, you're my husband, I guess. Like, it's this weird thing where like, she likes it, but at the same time, she's very confused and it's kind of hard to feel at ease. So in that way, I think it was kind of a happy coincidence that we didn't know each other that well and that we just like went right in. Um, but I think we both just knew like what our characters, like when you're saying, you know, I was going based on like what Nick wanted. I, I think I also was very aware of like where Sarah was. So when we just communicated that and then we blocked the scene together um, and I laid in bed and all of them, then, you know. <laughs> just for the first half of the movie. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it's important to say um, it was a little bit of strategy the way it was set up. I mean, often in these, these films, we don't get a lot of time for rehearsal, but this was the perfect type of script where we could take advantage of that, where myself and Sean had had extremely deep conversations of where he was coming from and myself and Andrea had the same um, and so, but when they come together in the film, they are strangers. So if they know where they're coming from and then we can get you together in the film um, and, and have some of that natural trying to get to know each other come off in the film, hopefully that, you know, that shows itself as well, you know? Yeah. And obviously within the genre, it's a film that saves a lot of reveal until the very end of the film. And that's really when we get a lot of the explanations. Did the three of you talk at all about how much you wanted to kind of clue the audience in and leave little details and breadcrumbs? You know, are we giving them too much information if we do the scene this way? Do we need to pull back on details? Like, how did you kind of navigate what you wanted us to know and when you wanted us to know it? Um, the script was pretty, pretty tight and very taut. And um I feel for the most part that that was not a big part of our conversation. Um, you know, obviously in the editing room, stuff like that. I don't know if you guys remember, but I feel like we were very focused on the relationship aspect and making that pure um, because we did have very pure places that we were all coming from. Um, so letting that, 
the script and the, and the editing kind of reveal that. I, I don't think we talked as much about that as just wanting to walk that line, especially with Sean of, you know, um, that he cares, but he also is what's going on with him. <laughs> I also think too, um, when I read a script like this, um, again, I'm, I'm a, a fan of films. And so when there's a mystery in a film, there's a fine line when you finish a movie like this, when you're like, oh, that's what's happening. Do you wanna go back again and watch it and then trace that line? Because there's something that happens sometimes in films where there's a, like a reveal or there's a mystery where the audience feels like you tricked them because you didn't give them enough information to figure it out on their own. And so I don't think that's true. I think if you rewatch the free fall, you will be able to pick these places. I think, you know, in that sense, I think we did leave enough breadcrumbs so you don't feel like, well, the filmmakers lied to me and then just revealed something. It's like, it's all there. The truth is all there. And, and again, we, we referenced a lot of films. Um, and this is a conversation that we did have um, about Rosemary's Baby. Like that clearly was an influence in tone and storytelling and stuff like that. And there are, you know, moments, there's, you know, big reveals in that film. And watching that movie again, you can very clearly see the character's truth, even if on first viewing you didn't understand it or you didn't see it. So I think that was kind of cool. Um, and I was thinking a lot about that. And we and Adam, you and I definitely talked about that um, going into it. But yeah, that wasn't the focus. But I think it's important when you're making. A oh product. yeah, absolutely. And Andrea and, and I did as well. I actually, she actually watched the movie. It was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I um, based off what you were saying, it's so interesting because I think I, I didn't think about it too much because I think it's also a betrayal on Sarah. So I think it's yeah. you know like when I read the script. And that happened. I was like, <gasps> like, but it was more like, like a shock of like, you son of a bitch. Like I like, cause I, when I read the script, I was in love with Nick, you know, like I was just like, I thought he was, I was sad that that was like the reality of the situation. And I think for my character or in general, like, I think I just focused on more so seeing it from the perspective of a relationship like you're getting to know someone oh my god he's so cute I'm like kind of falling for him oh my god I'm in love with him I'm infatuated with him and then all of a sudden it's like he's like the biggest asshole you know and I feel like that's like a very light way of putting it because he's the devil but <laughs> sure, still but like it's like the trajectory for Sarah is like that like from a relationship standpoint it was just making sure that you got the beats of like the whole like you know, how she gets tricked into it. And yeah, yeah, that was massively important, I, I think. And that comes across that in the end, it's, you know, how can she stay in this? How can, well, we've all been there. And, and it is sad when you finally realize that you've got to go, no matter how, how abusive or manipulative or whatever it's been, it sucks leaving that nest. So I think that comes across really well, that sadness. It does. And kind of off the back of something that you were saying earlier, Andrea, about, you know, she's in this place of vulnerability and there's kind of like a little bit of weakness because of the situation that she's in. But at the same time, you also played her as someone who has that strength within her and that it's really part of her core. And that's what actually allows her to bring herself to the place of leaving as well. Um, and was that something that was important to you to kind of always have that as an undercurrent of her as a character, even before she finds it within herself again? Yes, I think that was like super important to me because I think when I when I read the script and when I and I some of the conversations with Adam I was like you know I'm so nervous that 
she's going to be like, like, you know, like super meek. And, and, but I think it was interesting because it made me really think like, what does strong, you know, actually, actually look like. And I think a lot of the times you just imagine somebody that's like very feisty and very sassy and like speaks her mind. But at the end of the day, like, it's also about your actions, you know what I mean? And, and, um, and it takes a very strong person to leave a situation where, you know, you're in love with someone, but you ultimately realize they're not good for you. Um, and I think like, that's also like a metaphor for things that hurt you in general, you know what I mean? Like coping mechanisms, because that's what like Nick ultimately is like the devil is tempting you and whatnot. And I think it's like, Sarah is a very strong person at the end because she is able to muster the, the, the decision to leave, you know, because she's able to do that for herself. So I think at the end of the day, I wasn't like overly worried. Oh my God, this slide is crazy. I wasn't overly <laughs> worried, but but it was important to me, you know, and I just, I just think that towards the end, like as we were shooting, I realized I didn't really have to overthink it because it's not so much about like how you act and how you present yourself. It's about at the end of the day, whether or not you're able to leave and stand up for yourself, which she does. And Sean, one of the aspects I thought was interesting in, in how you played Nick is the fact that it's not just about the larger ways of manipulation and gaslighting, but it's also about the really subtle details. And sometimes that's language that he uses. Sometimes it's small details to do with mannerisms and body language, like when she first wakes up and even just the fact that he brings himself very close to her. So she's kind of almost trapped in that that moment in the situation. Um, and so how did you work to really find a lot of the subtleties and the nuances of that side of him? You know, um... Again, I approached it from a place of intimacy. He's trying to woo her, right? He's trying to woo his his wife back. Um, and so I just imagined it like that, like creating intimacy and walking that fine line. There's also there's there's also a moment where um he's forcing this intimacy on someone who because to him, that's his wife that he loves. To her, it's the stranger who's like in her space and he's kind of forcing that, that connection, that intimacy. And finally she says like, I love you. And he just walks away and doesn't turn back. You know what I mean? And it's one of my favorite moments and it's an off camera line. But again, if you view it in one way, it's just a casual, like, I love you. And I walk off, but he's been desperate to get this connection. And as soon as she says it, he just casually walks off and is like, yeah, I love you too. You know? So, and again, that was a moment that I actually don't remember if that was in the script written that way or if Adam, it wasn't my idea to play it like that. So I think it was either Adam or it was in the script, but that was just it. I was just like, how do we create this intimacy? And he's just trying to connect to her. And he doesn't, again, from an audience perspective or from Nick's perspective, he's not thinking about whether it's making her uncomfortable from his position. This is my wife. I love her. Like, it's strange and crazy. She doesn't remember me, but like, I need her to feel the same way that I feel. I need her to remember. That's the way that I was thinking about it, you know? And again, the script and the story carries the rest, all the strangeness and all the bizarreness. Um, but I was just thinking about gaining her trust, making a connection with her again, letting her know that I'm here for her. Like that, that was his motivation. And Adam said something that was interesting and it's sort of so against, you know, Nick in a way, but like his intentions are pure. They're not good, but they're pure. Like he needs love. He needs connection. He needs Sarah. That's, that's what 
that's his action. You know, like he needs this intimacy. He's, he's trying to fill that void that we all are. The things that he does to do that are questionable, but like that is the intention. It's just like, I need this person. That's it. And I mean, from that intimacy that Sean's mentioning, Adam, you use the camera in really interesting ways to capture that, you know, going back to that scene when Sarah first wakes up, the camera's very close on them. And it's really, you know, mostly in like a, a close up two shot a lot of the times. And so you've really used very specific camera choices and blocking to approach that. And so how did you determine the different ways that you wanted to bring the camera inside of this relationship between the two of them? Uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, um, I wanted it to feel a little claustrophobic with, with them. Um, uh, originally I'd had it even more so, um, but we'd had some of the, we'd had some really beautiful wides and um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's important. It was important to close their world in and, and keep them, keep them, you know, keep Sean kind of a little over top, of her and to keep keep them very close together because that's what Sean's character is trying to do the, the whole time is is get closer and closer um and that's what you know inherently sometimes feels very odd about a relationship <laughs> And Andrea, there's there's a lot of really interesting scenes that you're playing by yourself, particularly when we look at her her memories and kind of figments of what she kind of half remembers, but is also a little bit in her imagination, particularly when it goes to the, the bathtub scenes where she's in that moment of trying to escape. And so I was interested in, in how you found where you wanted your performance to land for those scenes to have the impact that it does. Um. To be, I don't know, can we, can we, I don't know if we can say this. We did some reshoots, like not reshoots, like we went back. Like Additional photography. Yeah, additional <laughs> photography, like a month later. Um, I always say this and then I'm always mad at Adam because he, he made me cut my hair again. Um, <laughs> again. Yeah, I cut like three <laughs> inches off my hair because it'd been months. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, um, so a lot of those scenes in the bathroom, it's so interesting because Sarah changed like who she, like this like kind of force of like trying to get out that you see, like was, I feel like there was a lot of that that came through in like the additional stuff that we shot. So it was all very, um, I think I was just, is to be super honest with you, I was just very focused on making sure that I was delivering like the, the scary and like the, you know what I mean? And like the possessed and whatever it was that those moments were because the bathroom scenes are really crazy. Like that scene, you know, where she turns around and then you can, the reflection is still like staring at itself. And then like, like, I, I love that shot, but I, but I think it was just more like, I think what's also scary is that there is a version of her that's trying to come out that is trying for her to see, you know what I mean? It's like, you always know the truth, like deep down, you always know, you know what I mean? You have like a little gut feeling and her gut feeling is just like super <laughs> scary. And it's just like, get out. So I think that was, I think that was it. Like I didn't, um, I'd be lying if I, if I told you that I, I thought about it deeper than that. Cause it was just all, I don't know. Additional photography was chaotic. She was just pissed cause she had to cut her hair and it worked. It worked. Yeah. You can see the fire in her eyes. You can see it. <laughs> I do love those scenes though. I love all that. Uh, that scene that you were just talking about, Andrea, with uh, the reflection. And again, it's like, it's two, it's like three versions of Sarah 
kind of with some Nick added in there, but like that central uh, Sarah, like sort of witnessing all this stuff. It was, it was really, that's a cool, cool moment and a great scene. I did have a lot of fun with the knives, like with the, with the pretending to stab. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) That was really fun. Like I was laughing and I, like, I remember Sean just being laying there on the bed and me just being really stupid and being like, shh, don't be scared. Yeah. Like, where, where, which where terrified me. Which really terrified me. <laughs> One of the other scenes that's that's really visceral and really memorable when when you're looking back after watching the film is the dinner party scene because it starts as kind of this place where she's coming into a room with people that she doesn't remember, but she's been told are important to her. And it all kind of starts very matter of fact. And then by the end, you really use a lot of interesting choices in the way that the performance goes and the way that the camera's moving around. Um, And so I was just interested in in hearing the three of you talk a little bit about how you really found a lot of the dynamics of that scene, because it changes tone so many times as well. Yeah, I think we've all been to a dinner not like that but maybe in our heads it was like that (laughs) um I mean it was it's interesting because you know we had it's the one scene where we've got a bunch of other characters it's it's very the film very much relies on Sean and Andrea um together and this was like oh here's a here's a a buffet of of character here and Sean and Andrea are in all of a sudden, completely different places, really. And, and a lot more is revealed. And I think that, isn't that interesting sometimes with a relationship where you're, you're one-on-one and then all of a sudden you have this kind of audience and some other truth is revealed in that. In that. And it really is in, in, in our movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also like Nick before, um, before the dinner party comes up to Sarah and gives her like a drink and sort of is like, I hope you're okay. And then as an afterthought, he says, you know, I, I, I'm gonna show off tonight. You know, so he, he even projects and lets her know what the truth is. But yeah, he's, you're absolutely right. When there's an audience, I think you really f- find out who a partner is when you're in a social setting. And it's like, well, how do they behave? Are they true to themselves? Are they putting on a show for the people around them? Like, that's how I have always gauged sort of my friends and my, my partners in my life is like when you get out with people and there's all these different opinions and ideas and stuff, like, do they stay true to themselves? Like how much do they, how much of a chameleon are they? How much did they shift? And again, Nick's truth is completely revealed. Well, nearly revealed in that moment, but that was my, the scene in the script too, that like completely sold me. I mean, I was in, but I knew that there was something more behind the film as I was reading it. And when that scene happened, I was like, oh, yes, this is what it is. And this is what it needed. And it's one of my favorite sequences in the whole movie. Like it just, the movie to me focuses and the truth is kind of revealed during that scene. And and we shot the hell out of that scene. That yeah. was like a yeah. big scene. I was going to um, say, thank goodness you loved it because you had to drive that thing. And it was like Sean showing what a pro he was because he had to sit there and, he, and through everyone else's one shots and everything, Sean was there doing those lines, delivering, kind of keeping the ship on the rails the whole the whole long two days <laughs> yeah, we, yeah shot that, we shot that for a lot of, for like two days right um yeah. yeah i just wanted to i just wanted to say really quickly 
that like when you're like sometimes when you've just started dating someone and then you're super like into them, but then you see them with your friends and then you're like, oh, I think I think um, that's sort of what's going on with Sarah. because I think like at the same time, no, it's true because like, well, I just I just saw a lot of me in Sarah sometimes. And I think for me, I get really pissed when people leave me alone. Or like when people like, because I think ultimately she's re-meeting people. So they're all strangers to her. And he not only leaves her like alone in the sense that like he doesn't sit next to her. It's like, it's very, it's very like, she feels super scared all of a sudden. And that's part of the reason he's manipulative, like in my eyes, because it's like, he's making her uncomfortable again, even though he could have done more to make her comfortable, like Rose is back. And he's like, oh, sorry, babe, you know? And she's like, what the hell? Like, she's so pissed and so angry. And I think for me, that was a big, big thing that like influences her to leave him because it's like, it just happened. That happens right before. And it's like, well, you just really, truly showed me like who you are, you know, and it's about you. It's not about me. I'm not so special. You're special. (laughs) And that's what I think is interesting because that's exact. He wanted you to be angry and he thought he had you by what he created through that dinner. And with your character, something else was happening. Yeah. Which is cool. Well, thank you so much for for sharing all of that. Hopefully people will heed Sean's suggestion to watch the movie twice to pick up on all the little breadcrumbs throughout. And thank you so much to all three of you. Thank you. Thank you.